1: Steelers fans, welcome to another episode of the Steelers Draft Fix. We thank you for joining us. It's me, Jeremy Betts, it's Andrew Wilbar coming to you again. The Steelers Draft Fix is a part of the behind the steel curtain.com podcast network. Go check out all the different episodes and different articles. Um Steelers related topics that you don't want to miss out on from behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Andrew, I want to bring you in here, just ask you how you're doing personally, and then uh, we'll get into uh, some news that, that happened today. This is Saturday night, and uh, so kind of a difficult uh, time to record after some of the news that we've heard today. We'll get into that here in a second. But, Andrew, uh, welcome to another episode. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well overall. It's been busy both college and with the draft. Got a lot going on the next couple weeks, but Mm. it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's going to be kind of hard tonight to uh, focus on football on the draft, which is what this show is about, um, because I think we're all pretty shocked to receive earlier today the Earlier Saturday, so when we're recording, the tragic news that um, Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins was killed uh, in a, a vehicle accident on uh, the highway in South Florida. Um, such absolutely terrible, tragic news to hear. So sad. Um, you know, it seems to to be, from what we understand, that he was a professing Christian, and uh, you know, I'm sure that. Uh, can bring some comfort to his family and loved ones uh, right now that he has left behind. And, um, you know, it's a, it's definitely uh, his faith seemed to be a, a big part of his life. And uh, uh, obviously many prayers for his family and loved ones from all of us here at behind the steel curtain. Um, Andrew, uh, I know you had a couple of remarks you wanted to say as well about, uh, about Dwayne Haskett.
0: Yeah, obviously, thoughts and prayers are with the family, as I believe it's the same for all of Steelers Nation. Um, just I was scrolling through his Twitter account not long after I'd heard the news. There were several interesting things. We're not going to get into all of them. But there's one thing that really point out, really stuck out to me. He last month, he retweeted a tweet of a pastor who said, good things are coming. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. And you know, Mm -hmm. some people may be out there and say, you know, how could this in any way be a good thing that came? But let me just real quickly read you this tweet that Dwayne Haskins retweeted back in January. He said, I'm a Christian. Do you know what that means? It means I'm far from perfect, simply redeemed, bought with a purpose, purchased by love. It's not a form of religion, it's a gift from above. I am not perfect, I have been redeemed. And a lot of his quotes were about peace or uh, a Bible verse on peace. And he talks about that and you wonder, you know, how can I have peace in a situation like this? Right. Well, if you want to do something that can carry on Dwayne Haskins, legacy, this peace that you can have, it's a gift. It's a gift to everyone. If you can, if you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, he will. And is from what we can tell uh, through his Twitter account, that's what he did. You know, he put his faith and trust in Christ and that's what gave him that peace. So it's just something to think about during this time that, if, you know, you want to have that piece that he had and Jeremy and I are going to have a full tribute to him on my YouTube channel. So go and the Andrew Wilbar fantasy football and NFL draft. If you just search my name, it should come up and we will have a full tribute on there uh, for him. We'll have some other thoughts, uh, but you'll definitely want to go and check that out. We'll have more over there uh, on my YouTube channel.
1: Yes, absolutely. He wasn't a, a stealer for long, but, um, from all that we have heard from teammates and uh, people close to him, he was a special uh, young man with a good attitude and he'll be missed by many. Definitely go check out um, Andrew's YouTube channel uh, and uh, hear the, the tribute that we're going to do for him. Uh, I believe it'll, it'll be uh, something that you'll want to hear. So uh, definitely go check that out. Kind of moving on, you know, it's like I said at the top of the show, it's, It's hard to, we're going to talk some NFL draft. Um, We're going to start in the first half of the show here with a position preview. We're going to continue our positional previews that we've been doing in this week. It is the wide receivers, um, which are a pretty important position group. The Steelers are going to be needing to address uh, as the offseason continues. Definitely in the draft where they are very comfortable taking receiver talent. Uh, And then in the second half of the show, we'll have a special segment that you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for. Not going to give anything away yet, but we will jump into that after the break. So stick around, but Andrew, let's, let's talk about the wide receivers in this draft. It's a deep class. Uh, I don't think we have any like true mega stars coming out. Um, At least no college mega stars that, you know, like a Jamar chase or, Uh, Going back a few years, Julio Jones, A.J. Green type players that you expected to be, you know, top level NFL talents for years and years. But it's a deep class, lots of good players. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the best fits for the Steelers in each round. We'll start with you, Andrew, in round one. uh, Who do you like that the Steelers could target if the board falls in a specific way where wide receiver becomes their point of emphasis in round one?
0: If I'm going for a wide receiver in the second half of round one, Jamison Williams is my guy. And most draft nuts coming into the season, including myself, were more focused on John Mechie than Williams. But Williams is 21.3 yards per reception. He had 15 touchdowns, 1,445 receiving yards. I mean, you can't ignore that. He transferred from Ohio State. He finally got a big opportunity to display his talent at Alabama with all their wide receiver talent leaving the NFL the previous year. And he took full advantage of it. And there's times when you see him running a route, it looks like it was a blown defensive assignment because there's so much open space. Mm. He's just so hard to contain. He has the deep speed. Obviously you got to worry with that torn ACL. How well is he going to recover? He may not give you good production year one, but we know how bad the Steelers need that elite burner and be someone who can take the top off a of defense. Jamison Williams may not do that in 2022, but in 2023, watch out. A wide receiver core with him and Chase Claypool, that could be scary.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um- his decision to transfer from Ohio state and uh, with the class of wide receivers that left Alabama at the time was m- m- huge for his draft stock today. And uh, man, if the Steelers could land him, he would be a fantastic fit. He does provide exactly what they need from a speed perspective. And I, I just, I remember watching the sec championship where um, he was such Uh, an impactful player in that game and he just was running away from everyone nobody on that Vonta georgia defense could stop him he tore them up and it was uh, just a sight to to behold and uh, then the unfortunate injury in the national championship i believe uh that cost him that the rest of that game and um so uh was it the national championship or was it the sec championship where he he had the injury, though. I believe it year. was the
0: national championship yeah, game. That's right. I'm yeah. not positive that. Um, yes, it was the national championship game. Yes, Tony. Right.
1: So. Yep, that's right. right. So speedy recovery from that, obviously, to him is the wish. And if so, uh, a full recovery. He's got probably the most speed of any of the receivers in this class. Um, the guy I like in round one is Chris Alave, um, from – the Ohio State University, yes. right, Andrew? <laughs> uh, Chris <laughs> Alave. Uh, Michigan. No, no, no. <laughs> None of that. Uh, Chris Alave tortured defenses for years as a speed threat and a, just a really good route runner uh, for the Buckeyes. And I really like what he could bring to the table in this offense because he does have enough speed to take, up, take the top off the defense after watching him for the last – three years, uh, he's just an incredible player to watch. When he's open, he is wide open because he just creates so much separation. But he also has a pretty decent route tree as well. He ran a lot of different type of concepts uh, at Ohio State and uh, became their top playmaker uh, over the course of the last three years. So he would be a good fit I think, for the Steelers and what they're looking for in round one if they happen to go with wide receiver. I think you and I both feel that wide receivers probably going to happen more on day two, maybe even in round two. So I wanted to hear who you like in, in round two uh, that the Steelers could target after maybe they've addressed uh, other positions of more importance in the first round. There's two
0: guys. One is Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State. I love the guys that have 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and have sub-4", 4' four, four speed. When you get those two combined – I absolutely love it. You can almost guarantee that I'm going to love the guy right from the very beginning. Thinking of a comparison for Watson, I say he's a mix between Mike Evans and Marquez valdez scantling the wide receiver formerly of Green Bay, now with Kansas City, who really didn't have the greatest production in Green Bay, but in Kansas City's offense, maybe a better fit overall. He has really good speed. Once he hits full stride, one of the fastest receivers in football at six foot four, 205 pounds, about the same size as Christian Watson. Of course, Watson ran a 4'3'6 in the 40. I think Watson's capable of being a little bit better pro overall. And really, when you're talking about overall ceiling, Watson has as high a ceiling as anybody in this class. The speed translates, maybe not quite the 4'3 level, but you can tell he is fast and he can separate deep downfield. He has good hands, he can win the contested catch. He was all over the place uh, at the senior bowl. Nobody could contain him. Even the bigger corners, Wolin, uh, Caleb Evans, none of those guys could contain uh, Watson at the senior bowl. So he's a guy I would love to get. Not sure if he's going to be available. And the other guy is Sky Moore. Had 11 catches for 124 yards and a touchdown against Pitt early in the year. He's not the burner I'm looking for, but he has respectable speed, great quickness in and out of the huts. He has reliable hands, ability to make plays after the catch. The Steelers have a chance to get him at 52, which I'm not sure they will. But if they do, I think it will be telling as to whether they want to sign Deontay Johnson long-term or not. Because to me, Moore is the more explosive of the two, and he brings more upside long-term. I think a lot of people comparing him to more Antonio Brown than they are, Deontay Johnson, but they play similar styles. Right. There's a lot to like about Sky Moore. If the Steelers take him at 52, I doubt that the Steelers are going to give Deontay Johnson a long-term contract. Yeah,
1: it would seem to be uh, two dogs, one bone, as Mike Tillman likes to say. Because um, really, Deontay Johnson kind of has become – the poor man's Antonio Brown, uh, of, for the Steelers in in style and role, the way they try to use him. And obviously not to the degree of Brown, who was on pace for hall of fame level numbers when he was with Pittsburgh, but uh sky Moore does bring that same style to the offense. I'd like to circle back to Christian Watson because he's kind of my, he's my, um, uh, go big or go home wide receiver. If they're going to, get one in the second round and he's still available. I wouldn't mind trading up to go get him. I know that might not be a popular idea, but just because of how he could fit in this offense, I think um, he would, he could potentially be worth uh, sending uh, another pick to somebody to go get him. I give him a direct comp to a a former Steeler, Martavis Bryant, the speed, the, the size, the, um, ability after the catch in before the catch to separate, but without the off the field issues that derailed, uh, Bryant's career. And, uh, if you, if you compare those two and what the Steelers were able to do, uh, when you had Antonio Brown, uh, as the dog catching all or catching, taking the double teams and, and, uh, being the number one receiver. And then, um, you had, uh, Martavis Bryant feasting on the other side, Watson to me kind of fits that bill, um, in what the Steelers could try to do in round two, if they're able to get him round three, a guy that you actually, uh, drafted in your most recent mock draft in round three was, uh, John Mechie. Uh, we both like him out of Alabama. And then I, uh, had Alec Pierce who I, um, have written down here for round three. I actually had the Steelers taking him in round two, um, in my mock, um, because I think some they might have to reach there if they wait till fifty two to take a receiver uh, for a guy that has the physical traits that they might be looking for. Um, so those are two guys that I've uh, that I really like uh, in the round three uh, zone, if you will. Uh, did you have guys that that you feel the same way about?
0: Yeah, Mechie would be the ideal guy, but the question is, will he fall to the Steelers in round three? It seems like he's trending toward a late second, early third round pick, probably somewhere in between the Steelers second and third round picks. But the other guy in the third who I really like, but I just don't see as a great fit for the Steelers and what we need is Khalil Shakir, wide receiver from Boise State. He ran much better than I had anticipated. He ran a 4-4-3, four, four, I believe. He has a great hands, good body control, as impressive for outrunning ability too. But he's not a burner, and he only brings average size. He's a guy I could see as a nice fit in Cleveland, a team like Cleveland, who may look to add another receiver in the middle rounds to complement Amari yes. Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Anthony Schwartz, maybe help replace some of what they lost with Jarvis Landry in the slot role. Of course, Shakir can play inside or out.
1: Yeah, um, he's a, he's an interesting prospect. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch him that much, see a lot of his on ta- his tape production, but he did have a – a solid, um, uh, off season program. The combine was good to him. And so he's, I think he's risen up some draft boards a little bit as well. Uh, round three selection, definitely possibility. I like Danny gray too, in this time frame. uh, from SMU, he's a, an athletic, a uh, big target uh, with some speed as well. He's got, um, uh, he's got some physical traits that I think the Steelers could, uh, could be very interested in if they wait until round three to take a wide receiver. Um, did you have anybody else before we get to just kind of a rapid
0: fire of day three names?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: I want to start with you on day three though. Sure. For, it's kind of, I feel like there's a big, not necessarily a big drop off, but in terms of the names that people are familiar with, there's a big drop off between rounds four and five in round six, seven, undrafted free agency. So do you want to start off maybe with your guys in the round four to five range? Do you have anybody in that range that the Steelers could be interested in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my guy in that range is, is Bo Melton. Um, he's a, a speed wide receiver through and through. He ran really well at the, at the combine and um, was showed great athleticism, good change of direction, a very fluid player uh and when you watch the tape you see that as well you you get a, a player that is um that lives up to that billing when you when you see him work out so uh, a guy that i i think has a a little bit of um uh, i'm trying to think of his name it's escaping me right now but the uh, just the speed jumps out on on film to you and the ability to make contested catches for a guy that's not very big is is quite uh, impressive as well. So, bull Melton, I really like there. Um, and then, late part portion of the draft, uh, round six or seven, I like a uh, Michael Woods uh, the second. He's got a, a great body type that the Steelers like. Uh, six foot one, two hundred pounds. He's he's thick. He's well built. He's got a Decent speed. He doesn't get caught from behind. He reminds you a lot of, of Juju Smith Schuster from a speed perspective. Um, you know, you're not going to really run him down, uh, but he's not necessarily going to get behind you every play either. So, Michael Woods, strong hands at the point of the catch, um, a good route runner too. Uh, wide receivers just are, are so pro ready nowadays, even if they're not top tier prospects. I think he could uh, find a role in an offense like Pittsburgh's where they need help at wide receiver right away. I think he could find a role early in his career, even as a late round pick.
0: Yeah, I agree. And to piggyback on Bo Melton, he played against the team that KT Smith coaches. He played KT Smith coached against Bo Melton's team in high school. And so of course, KT Smith is a big fan of Melton. He said his team had no answers for him. He was incredibly explosive player, obviously. The numbers back that up, but my guys in the round four and five range is Romeo Dubs wide receiver, Nevada, a guy who I really would have liked to see run in the 40. He hasn't so far due to knee injury, but on tape, I get some Julio Jones vibes. His frame is on the slender side, although he has added some weight, he's got close to the 200 pound range, but he can high point the ball. He tracks the ball well downfield and he has good first step quickness off the line of scrimmage. The most important and most impressive trait about his game, though, is his ability as a route runner. He makes quick and clean cuts, and for a receiver who's in the neighborhood of six-two, six-three, he can start and stop in a route incredibly quickly. There are some injury concerns, and it would have been nice to see his athletic testing numbers. But Romeo Dubs is a guy who I believe has the potential to be a wide receiver one for some team in the near future. Belish Jones Jr. from Tennessee, he has incredible speed. He's compactly yeah. built. There's a few drops on tape, but the biggest concern is that he's going to be 25 years old in May. So he's not the youngest prospect either. And then the one other guy who he may slipped around six, but a guy who's a really good athlete, and I believe he's going to rise within these next couple of weeks after some pre-draft interviews, is Isaiah Weston, wide receiver from Northern Iowa. He's someone that the Steelers have actually shown interest in. Tony Pauling of Pro Football Network has reported that the Steelers are really high on him. Could he be the second wide receiver this team drafts? You know, maybe. We'll see. But he definitely raised some eyebrows at the combine. He ran a 442 in the 40, had a 135-inch broad jump at a 40-inch vertical at six foot three and a half, 214 pounds. The man is an athlete. He averaged 23.9 yards per reception, 21. So he obviously has some big playability. But those are some guys on early day three, uh, that I believe the Steelers could potentially be in play for.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many names in this wide receiver group. We're we're uh prepping the big board right now and that's a lot of information. So Steeler fans, when that comes out, you'll get a lot more detail on some of these guys from our uh, draft staff. That's looking into each position group and, and coming up with some scouting reports that uh, I think will be intriguing to all of you. So keep an eye out for the wide receiver, big board coming out. Do we have any other big boards that are coming out or have come out very recently that we need to mention here while we're on the show?
0: Um, we have the edge rushers that came out. We had the inside linebackers that I believe right. if they haven't come out yet, they're going to be coming out very soon. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. And then we just have the wide receivers and corners, I believe. And then we're done before we move on to the wide receivers. Is there, is there any like really late, like undrafted free agent that you have interest in? Um,
1: there's a few guys here. Let me, let me go back to my, um, my list of players. Cause I had, Couple guys highlighted here. Uh let's see. where to go?
0: I believe Taekwond Thornton was a guy that you'd mentioned to me in the past. I don't yeah. know if you're still behind him or not. I know he has a lot of
1: speed. Out of Baylor. Yeah. Yes, um, he does, and he's he's got some size as well, if I remember correctly. Um yeah, six three. Uh he's he's more slightly built. Um, so he you have that kind of that c- concern, but from a speed perspective, the, the guy can absolutely fly and um, maybe provide some value in uh, the return game and special teams early on, as well as a gunner. Uh, so, but I think what he was a guy I think I mentioned before that if you get him in, a, in an NFL weight room, he's going to put on some weight because 6'3 and uh, 175 pounds, uh, there's there's some room to add to some weight, right? Uh, is what you'd think in uh, four. Uh, sub four, three speed. You can't teach that. So that's, that's a huge, uh, a huge prospect um, that the Steelers could have their eye on late. And then I really like um, Jalen Naylor from, uh, from Michigan state as well. Six foot one ninety. Um, he's not as fast, but he kind of fits in that big blocking wide receiver mold as well that, Um, can make contested tough catches a guy that could be a chain mover for the Steelers. And I think he'll fall in the, in the latter portion of the draft as well. He, I don't think he'll go undrafted, but I think he's going to be a round six or seven type player.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really good athletes in the later rounds. I'm not going to get into any of these guys, but a few rapid fire names just to keep an eye on late on day three. Tanner Connor, wide receiver, Idaho State. When you watch him on tape, he looks like a tight end playing out wide. Six foot three, 226 pounds, ran a four, five in the 40, 127 inch broad jump, seven, one, five in the three cone, 39 inch vertical. Very impressive numbers. Uh, does a good job on slant routes over the middle of the field. He runs a, pretty much a tight end route tree, to be quite honest. Derrick Young from Lenore Ryan is another guy with a ton of talent, ran a 4-4-1 and recorded a 135-inch broad jump at 6'2", 224 pounds. He, the production isn't there, but part of that could be just due to suspect quarterback play. Didn't have a great quarterback. John Trey Kirkland is a gadget guy from LSU, wide receiver slash quarterback. He played some quarterback, and he tested as a corner at LSU's Pro Day, um, and he had an impressive uh, broad jump. I believe it was like – 139 inches or something like that. It was a crazy broad jump, tested very well. Tyshawn James, Central Connecticut, another big receiver with sub four or five speed, had a 37 inch vertical, does a really nice job on contested catches, Trevor Begg from incarnate word. Yes, that is a school incarnate word. He (laughs) ran a 4.04 in the short shuttle, which is elite numbers. Very small, but he's a quick slot wide receiver. Cy Barnett, wide receiver, Ferris State, 6'190, ran a 4.44 in the 40, 39-inch vertical, 126-inch broad jump. Jalen Virgil, Appalachian State guy. He ran a 4.4 flat, which is actually a little bit slower than what I expected. He Made Bruce Feldman's freak list for his speed. So says a little bit disappointing, but he does separate deep down the field. D. Anderson, wide receiver, Florida AM. Tyus Sharp, wide receiver, Fayetteville State. All these guys, phenomenal athletes. Guys that you draft in the sixth, seventh round can hopefully develop into, back into the roster guy, maybe, and they have the potential to become starters in the right system. Jakari Roberson, Wake Forest, 6'1, 185, ran a 4'4'3 in the 40, had a 40 inch vertical and a 6'8'8 in the three cone. Again, impressive numbers. And then Dalen Baldwin, who I interviewed a couple months ago, make sure you go and check that out. Uh, you can check that out on my YouTube channel as well. Check that out behind the steel curtain. He did not test as well as what I was hoping, uh, but and he didn't get a whole lot of opportunity at Michigan. But if you go back and watch at Jackson State and Morgan State, very productive wide receiver, can high point the ball, makes a lot of contested catches and has some sneaky deep speed down the field, even though his 40-time doesn't show it.
1: Whew. That's a lot of names. 61
0: That's... wide 61 wide receivers <laughs> in the top 400
1: right now. It's crazy. Yeah, man. It is crazy. I think you're going to stealers you're going to stealers. You're going to see the Steelers dip frequently into the uh wide receiver undrafted free agent pool yes. uh at the end of the draft. They're going to get some of these guys and uh you know, try to bring them in and see if they can um coach up that athleticism to be Uh, viable options in an nfl passing game all right we're going to take a quick break so that andrew can catch his breath and get some water (laughs) and uh we'll be right back with our with the second half of our show don't go anywhere more steelers graphics coming right up Welcome back Steeler Nation to the second half of the Steelers draft fix. We are two weeks right away from the NFL draft uh, two and a half weeks, probably by the time you hear this Um, it's coming up quick and it's an exciting time. Um, The Steelers have a lot of needs that they need to fill. And the draft is a place where they like to do it more than most teams. The Steelers build through the draft and they will continue to do so this year, it's their M.O., and it's uh, as a Steelers fan, it's part of what makes them unique. It's part of what makes me love to root for the Steelers is that they homegrow their talent, and they, they win with good coaching and uh, by building a roster from within. We are going to talk about some special guys in the NFL draft this year, some special prospects. We're labeling these guys NFL draft steals. But our steals are spelled S T E E L S. These are guys that Andrew and I think are Steelers prospects through and through these guys play a Steeler brand of football and are going to be on Pittsburgh's radar because of that. So without further ado, let's talk about these guys. We're going to go by round a little bit here. Um, And Andrew, I wanted you to start out in in round one with uh, your two guys that you think are Steelers type players that could be targeted by Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, Malik Willis. I've mentioned him so many times on the podcast, but he embodies what it means to be a Steeler. He's high character. He's tough. He loves the game of football. And don't get me started on his tail, both as a passer and also as a runner. The other guy in round one, and this guy, I would not necessarily want the Steelers to take in round one, but he fits the mold of a typical Steelers linebacker, and that's Mm -hmm. Devin Lloyd. Not just because his name is Devin or his last (laughs) name is Lloyd. He is a downhill thumper (laughs) who is always around the football, making big-time tackles for his team. I like both those guys, but I'm curious to see who you have in round one.
1: So my round one guy is a guy most people aren't seeing falling to – to Pittsburgh's uh picking range and that's wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas and so I watch a lot of SEC football because I grew up a Georgia Bulldogs fan I let so to clarify I still root for the Bulldogs but I am a diehard Buckeyes fan because of my beautiful wife who has Uh, brought me over to that side. It's a great organization as well. But SEC football is kind of what I grew up watching and uh, continue to keep up with it. Traylon Burks is such an interesting prospect because of his versatility, but he reminds me a lot of a guy that I watched as a kid that made me fall in love with the Steelers, and that's Heinz Ward, a tough, physical guy who will not be denied after the catch and just knows how to get open. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the best route runner, but he just knows how to make plays. And I think you could see him slide a lot further than we originally would have predicted as um, prospect analysts, if you will um, because he didn't test as well at the combine as people were uh, expecting. And so many other receivers did test off the charts. I think uh Burke's draft stock was hurt a little bit. So imagine a scenario with me, the top three or four cornerbacks are, are already off the board. Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are already off the board. Uh, Jordan Davis is off the board and um, you've got a guy like Traylon Burks, who's kind of fallen down uh, a little bit, but his tape is phenomenal. He plays a Steelers brand of football, tough, physical, blue-collar uh, player like the city itself embodies that. Um, Traylon Burks, if he, if he falls to 20 and some of these other uh, prospects that we have uh, seen a, a lot of interest in from the Pittsburgh Steelers, I could see him being a, a potential sleeper pick in the first round uh, as, a, as that type of player for this team.
0: Yeah, Burks is a guy who – he has a few too many body catches when you watch him on tape, but he does separate deep down the field. But you you know who was the
1: king of body catches? Hines Ward. I mean, the ball could have been three feet off the ground the dude was jumping up in the air and catching it in his stomach, you know? (laughs) So that's just another thing that that reminds me of of Hines, one of my favorite Steelers of all time, so –
0: that's very, and that that's an interesting comparison. You don't really hear that generally. You hear like a bigger Debo Samuel. I, I don't see a ton of Debo Samuel in his game. Mm. Uh, he's not quite as agile as Debo is. Right. Hopefully, he'll be more durable than what Debo's been. And, and by the way, have you heard? You know, the rumors surrounding him. He's deleted everything San Francisco from his Twitter account. And you know, he's the next wide receiver that wants to get paid. Dude, you've had one good year. You've been injured right. like every other sticking year <laughs> since you've come into the league. Do you? I mean. I don't know if I'm wrong in thinking that these wide receivers are getting paid way too much money for the position that they're
1: playing way too much money. And if you look at the talent pool, that's coming up they're They're replaceable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, some of these guys, especially in the middle of the pack at wide receiver. Um, and Debo Samuel had a great season. Don't get me wrong, but he's not physically. He's not a, a menacing presence. He's not the best route runner. He, he just makes plays. And they used him in such a unique way. I think it scrambled some defenses a little bit as well. So uh, his season was was fantastic. But is he, is he a game-changing wide receiver for the long run? That remains to be seen because we've only seen it one year. So I agree with you there.
0: Yeah, Sky Moore is the guy that I have in round two. I don't know if he'll be there or not when the Steelers are up to pick he's exactly what the Steelers like in the receivers. Yes. He's an excellent route runner. He's got good body control. He has good hands, the versatility to play both out wide as well as in the slot. He seems like another guy in the long line of slot receivers the Steelers have tried out. And guys who are maybe the mole of the slot, but they can also play on the outside, play that extra receiver position that the Steelers always put Antonio Brown in. And now where they put Deontay Johnson in, you know, this year, will the Steelers move Johnson to the slot? I kind of doubt it. So it mm-hmm. makes me think that the Steelers are going to maybe bring in a smaller wide receiver early on. And then if the report that Tony Pauling is true, that the Steelers like Isaiah Weston, maybe he'll be the bigger receiver they go sure. after later on. I'm still got to figure that out for my final mock draft, but we'll see right. what happens. It'll be interesting to see. But Sky Moore seems like a typical Steelers pick, especially with his ties to the Pittsburgh area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you, uh, if the listeners uh, hear any of Shannon White uh, from BTSC as well, you know that if if he becomes a Steeler, um, that you know we're we're gonna have a party on our hands that you you've never you've never seen before. And imagine uh, if the Steelers so,
0: get both Chad Muma oh, and Sky Moore on day two. Could you imagine that,
1: <laughs> Shannon? If you're listening to this, uh, you know don't go go don't go nuts. So uh, I think it's gonna be it would be so interesting if that happens. I think they're too close in, uh the area where they're going to be picked for that to happen, but you never know something, something crazy could happen. And uh, I would, it would be very interesting if, if that took place. My guy in round two is Troy Anderson, the linebacker from Montana state. I think he has potential to be the guy from this class. And he kind of has a Devin Lloyd quality to him as well. He's big and he's long, but he's so much faster. He's so much more athletic and he just lays the wood when he comes downhill to tackle, he's got some pass rush ability, but he also has some coverage ability as well because of his speed and, and, and range. Troy Anderson is, is what the Steelers could really use uh, at the buck linebacker position that we've discussed on this show quite a bit. And uh, I just love the way he plays I love his tape. You see a guy who just attacks, 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 and he has no quit whatsoever. And that motor is is, um, it's a TJ Watt trait. It's a Troy Polamalu trait. It's a, it's a Cam Hayward trait. It it just it's a no quit attitude. Every play, hundred and twenty percent. And Troy Anderson fits that mold to me. That's why I like him in round two. Uh, you had a an offensive tackle in round three that you think kind of fits uh, an, a Steeler type player. Uh, who did you have at, in round three?
0: I went with Rashid Walker, the tackle from Penn state, and I'm really just following trends here. And I was really excited about Walker's potential win watching his 2020 tape. And while there's still a lot of upside with Walker, he didn't take the leap. I expected him to from year three to year four at Penn state. Nonetheless, he's a type of, project tackle the Steelers like to bring in around three to Mm -hmm. four he has a little bit more upset than to whom did they did it with Okorafor they did it with Dean Moore and once again they lack depth at offensive tackle perhaps they try it one more time with a guy from the Big Ten with local ties with a lot of talent it seems to be a Steelers-esque pick
1: yes he does he's got the size and and physical traits that teams look for and uh the Steelers especially with um, with what he could bring to the table so you had your quarterback in round one Malik Willis who you think is a an NFL draft steal a Steelers type player Um, athletically at the quarterback position he's not really anything the Steelers have had before other than uh, Cordell Stewart for a few years uh, in the early 2000s and that was I was you know, let's see, seven, eight, nine years old during the Stewart, uh, years. And, uh, he, I remember a little bit about him, but, uh, not, not a whole lot. He, he would be the closest comp that you could find that would had played quarterback for the Steelers before he was successful doing it, led the Steelers to an AFC championship in, uh, I believe 2001. Um, but the, obviously the, the, Work ethic and the the talent that's there is very much Steeler-esque. But my quarterback, I think, is a little later in the draft that I think fits the traditional Steeler's mold at quarterback. Big, strong pocket presence, uh, big arm, enough mobility to move the pocket to work the the field, um, but not really a guy that is going to take off for big carries, uh, not even really Josh Allen-like in his mobility but that's Carson Strong and uh you and I both like Carson Strong I think we have him higher than than a lot of uh scouts and and um paid professionals that that do this for a living guys so you know take that for what it's worth but Carson Strong and his physical presence his cannon absolute cannon for an arm he can throw with anybody um he to me fits that steeler statuesque quarterback mold. uh, I think maybe the Steelers don't go that direction anymore because of what they see the NFL turning into. Mike Tomlin's talked a lot about mobility from the quarterback position. Um, Matt Canada has done the same thing. So Carson strong though, kind of fits that traditional Steelers quarterback mold. And that's why I list him in here. If the Steelers don't go quarterback in round one and they miss out on the next wave in round two, then maybe Carson Strong could be a place, uh, a play for them. And they might have to take him in in the latter portion of round two to guarantee getting him. Uh, But Carson Strong, somebody to keep an eye on. And then another guy I have in round three, uh, he made my mock draft, um, my all Steelers mock draft, and he's a guy I just absolutely love. And he fits that Steelers mold in my eyes is Nick Cross, a Maryland guy. So Mike Tomlin's got an affinity for those guys. A big, physical, fast safety with position versa- versatility. Um, he could play some in the slot because he's big he and cover some tight ends down there, uh, and he can help in run support. And he could flip flop with Minka Fitzpatrick, who played a lot in the boxes last year. That was an interesting development from the Steelers, and uh, I think he could flip flop and allow Minka some of that position flexibility that made him uh, that makes him the type of player that he is. Because cross also has that, so if the Steelers don't really address safety, uh, other than you know bringing back Terrell Edmonds or uh, some other guy in in free agency uh, to fill the role for now, I think Nick Cross could push uh, for starter snaps pretty early. Some people don't like him. Some people think, oh, he's just another uh, Maryland fascination of Mike Tomlin's, uh, but you know this guy has a lot of what you're looking for in a Steeler type prospect. Uh, and I think he could fall to round three because of the devaluation of safety as a whole across the league. So um, I wanted to mention a couple of guys for day three and, and uh, Andrew, you can too, uh, just to kind of wrap up real quick. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Palomao, uh Troy Polamau is it nephew? Is that right?
0: I believe so. It's either nephew or cousin. I always yeah. forget. You yeah,
1: me, me too. Me too. Uh it, it drives me crazy as well. But um wh- when you when you turn on the tape of him, and I don't know how much tape you've watched, but just wanted to get your perspective on him real quick, because we've mentioned him previously too. Um, I think he plays with a tenacity that you don't see out of a lot of young players. Um and like he already knows the game of football, and I think that has something to do with the family he comes from. But I wondered if if you saw that too, and do you think that fits the Steeler way a little bit?
0: Yeah, that's spot on. And according to the scouting report that I wrote for the Big Board, I wrote that he's the cousin. So hopefully, okay, that is correct. But I'm very proud the research for the scouting report. Um, I just didn't have it in front of me at the top, at, right at the time. But he has flown under the radar and he hits hard. He played oh, free safety primarily in US at USC. I could see him potentially transitioning to strong safety, adding a little bit of weight and transitioning to strong safety. Not just because, well, yeah, that's Troy's position, so he's got to be the strong safety. No, right. But he six foot four, 205 pounds. He obviously has the versatility to play both, but he plays the downhill style and he plays mm-hmm. the run pretty well as well. So I almost feel he's one of those guys that played out of position didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to make plays on the ball, not as much as he did the previous season. I think he could be used in a better way, both from a physicality standpoint and from a blitzing perspective. He can blitz some as well. I think he'd be better suited as a strong safety in the NFL. Obviously, he'll be starting off as a backup, a guy who could obviously play either position. I think it's someone the Steelers should definitely consider mid-day three.
1: Yeah, I think he would be an immediate upgrade, even as a rookie, over Marcus Allen. A very oh, similar yeah. type oh, yeah. player, and if the, the Steelers brought Marcus Allen back on, I don't know if it was vet minimum, but it was a a small contract um, this off season. I, he's he's part of the team. Uh, I think Pulamalo, Pulamayo, however you say it, <laughs> I keep Pulomayo. wanting to say Pulamalo, Pul, but uh, Pulamalo. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think he's an immediate upgrade uh, on Marcus Allen. We've seen Marcus Allen already. And there's nothing really special about that, but as a special teamer, as a hybrid safety linebacker, I think he he would bring immediately immediate pop there that Marcus Allen doesn't. Another guy I like um, that could jump up into into round three because of his measurables and because of his athleticism. But he's my offensive tackle uh, that I really like, and that's uh, Matt Willets, go out of uh, North Dakota and. Uh, He's a guy I could see the Steelers making a play for um, if they don't address it earlier, if they don't address that position uh, on in rounds one, two, maybe even three. Um, by the time they get to round four, it's a late comp pick in round four, so I don't know if he'll be there, but I really like him as a draft steal, a Steelers-type player. He's got the measurables for that as well. And you've talked about him, too, when we did offensive tackles. Uh, you're actually the one who kind of got me looking into him more and he really plays with, with some grit and with, uh, with a Steelers like edge. So that kind of wraps up my guys. I'm curious if you have some rapid fire guys before we close it out.
0: Yeah, a couple defensive linemen. Jaden Peavy from Texas A&M. Donovan Jeter from Michigan. I had to get some Michigan reference in here after <laughs> the countless times we mentioned the Ohio State. The Ohio State. But, uh, so you guys are still trying to <laughs> trademark that, probably. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, you do it you. needs
1: to be. Who else does it? Right?
0: I. Are you pretty much just admitting that your name isn't good enough as is, so you have to do something to make it worth people's time to actually say it?
1: Hey now, I feel like you rehearsed that and I don't have a good response for that. So
0: I did not rehearse that again off, next swear. Week.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. You've said it to some other Buckeye fan before. No, it, you know, it just it's because it is the Ohio State. That's you know, it's the place, it's the football school of of the Big Ten. Oh, um, domination proclamation over uh, Michigan for many years until this last year. Just just FYI, just
0: until this last year. I like how you at least inserted <laughs> that at least be something to hang their hats on right now, at least until November of next year when I get out my fire car buster again. Right. Well, well you can't
1: do that now because they just brought them back for a massive extension. Oh, yes, I can bring the
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. I can guarantee it. Um, not too happy with him right now with all the spring game antics, but I won't get yeah. into that. Jermaine Lowell. <laughs> Jermaine Lowell, defensive tackle from Arizona State, is another guy. All in that mold of the Tyson Aluolo, Javon Hargrave build. Got a lot of sand in the pants. They're not the biggest guys, but they hold their own in the interior of the line. Jesse Lucada, linebacker, Penn State guy, I really like. Mm, not a yeah. great athlete. Um, but a guy who I believe played out of position is going to be a really good pro at outside linebacker. And then Trey Avery corner from Rutgers is a late round guy, kind of in the mold of Mark Gilbert, who the Steelers brought in last year in undrafted free agency. Of course, now he's with the Detroit lions. Uh, Those are just a couple of guys. I could see the Steelers taking a chance on in the later rounds, just based off of past players. They brought in that fit that same mold.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One other guy I wanted to mention is, is a linebacker um, because I believe it was Jim. Uh, Nagy from uh, the senior bowl who mentioned him on Twitter. It's a Jack Sanborn from Wisconsin. And he seems to think that, well, he mentioned that would, would anybody be surprised if Sanborn was the best linebacker to come out of this class when it's all said and done, he said he wouldn't be because of the tenacity in which he plays. So that kind of catches my eye. If, if, if Nagy says it, then you know he knows these kids he he understands where they come from and, and the type of players that they are in, in a lot of ways that even um nfl scouts probably don't because he corresponds with these guys he he understands these guys so i take that a little more to heart um so a guy to keep an eye on um he's a little undersized uh but he has a james Ferrier type tenacity and uh you know, I keep throwing out these big Steeler names as if some of these guys really actually compare up. So I don't necessarily mean that, but they have similar traits is what I'm trying to say. So um, keep an eye on Jack Sanborn, uh, Steelers fans, as we get closer to the draft as well. All right, coming up in future Steeler Draft Fix podcasts, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the position um, previews. We're gonna talk defensive backs next week. We're going to do cornerbacks and safeties because the last couple of pods before the draft, uh, we're really going to focus in on um, the actual selections and uh, make some predictions and we'll do some uh, draft locks and uh, talk about what we think is going to happen. We'll lock it up and we'll uh, come back and talk about that later, too, after the draft is over. And then we also have a few. Interviews that we're still in the works on, and uh, we've had so many that have come through that we're probably going to release those on a separate episode. So keep an eye out for that, um, Andrew. You just had a, an interview with someone. Remind me who that was?
0: Uh, Zaycoby McLean, linebacker from Auburn.
1: Right, exactly. And then we've got one more for this next Friday. I think we're going to add on to that as well. And that was, uh. Remind me Darryl of Daryl Baker that one. Jr. That's right, Baker Jr. Yep. Yeah, did, did, yep. did we
0: mention the other one that we've already done as well?
1: I don't know. Bailey oh, Zap, quarterback yeah. from
0: Western Kentucky. That's the big one. That mm. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but keep an eye out for that. I think they're all going to be combined into one podcast. Uh, so keep an eye out for that.
1: You don't want to miss those great guys. Um, and they're real people. And that's, what's really cool about this is you get to, you get to see a little bit behind the scenes of these players that are going to put on uniforms for our favorite team or, or somebody else's favorite team down the road. Um, So keep an eye out for those with that all being said, we're going to close it out here. Thanks for joining us again on the Steelers draft fix. Hey, with the news of Dwayne Haskins again, um, you know, don't forget to tell your loved ones that you love them uh don't forget to take advantage of the time you have with them you never know when that might change and everybody be safe all right have a great week uh come back with us again next week next monday we're going to talk defensive backs on the steelers graphics for andrew wilbar i'm jeremy betts we'll talk to you again next time (laughs) Shit.